and welcome to Women in Confidence with Vanessa Murphy, the podcast that discusses all things to do with confidence at work. This is a podcast for women who want to know more about where their confidence supports them and where it can let them down in their careers. I'm your host, Vanessa Murphy, confidence coach, HR expert and podcaster. Every fortnight, this podcast will introduce you to women who have interesting stories to tell around confidence. Through their stories, you will realise that even women who appear to have it all have had confidence wobbles. But by listening to them, you will take away what they do to remain top of the confidence game. My guest on this week's episode is Natalie Clun. Now, if you have to sell, and if you're a business owner, then it's highly likely you're going to have to make sales, but you face resistance to selling, then stay tuned, my friends, because Natalie helps professionals and business owners shift from resisting selling to experience confidence when selling and to build your number one business and sales asset, which is your network. By implementing simple daily habits, and I say that simple daily habits to attract, find, build and nurture relationships with your ideal clients, specifically for your sales and business goals. She's the author of Taking the Sell Out of Sales and is the founder of Confidence When Selling, which is a digital service and a magnetic online networking service, which is done for you or done with you. And that is also online. So after spending 20 years in sales and spending a lot of time and money investing in training to ease the discomfort she felt when selling, she learned that the discomfort was resistance. And when she overcame the resistance to selling, it changed her and her business permanently. Natalie, hello and welcome to Women in Confidence. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I love the topic of confidence. So (laughs) here we are. I was looking at your website earlier and there's so everywhere is the word confidence. I'm like, you're the perfect guest for this podcast. (laughs) Just Just before we sort of really launch into some of the questionings in our conversation, can you just tell everybody where you're currently located in the world? Yes, I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, we should absolutely move on to the the content of this uh, podcast, which is about women and confidence. So Natalie, what does confidence mean to you? Confidence to me is like self-love. When you love yourself in such a way, people can feel that. And to me, when you have that sort of unconditional self-love, life then begins to reflect that back to you. And to me, that's what it means to be confident. Confidence isn't, you know, better than, or kind of that fake it till you make it, or that real over the top type of personality. Cause I think confidence shows up differently in people and that, and embracing our own uniqueness and loving ourselves unconditionally is to me what it means to be confident. Right. Excellent. And I know, and one of the reasons why I've got you on here is because you absolutely focus on confidence with a particular focus on selling and yes. confidence when selling. And I'm going to talk about something that's on your website because I really liked it. You said confidence when selling is an inside job. It's less about how to sell and more about the energy behind selling. So tell me about that because I love that idea. So I personal, personally believe that there's a lot of tactics out there that are used around what it means to sell. And those tactics are essentially designed to manipulate people. Now, the problem with that is 
you can feel the energy, right? We've all been in an encounter with someone where you could feel either their intentions were off. You know, have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, I cannot put my finger on it. Something is off with this person. (laughs) Or we've had situations where we've had an encounter with someone where you can really feel that they're genuine and it just, it, it comes off of them. So when you think about sales and you think about selling and especially in the time that we're in where so many people are either wanting to do their own thing, wanting to take, you know, a little bit more control or the reins of their situation. They're wanting to start a business. We have these online virtual tools. Like what does it mean to sell? What does it mean to help others? Now, most people that I work with or who I've come in contact with don't like the the manipulative tactics that are often trained on or used. And it can not only be in selling, but also in marketing. And I believe that's because we can feel it. If you've been on the receiving end of it, you, you, you feel what the intention is. So when you understand that, when you understand that there is a way to sell without selling, and that's where the confidence side comes into it. But what I often find that happens is when there is what I call a negative association, the other word can mean fear. I like to use the word negative association because it doesn't feel so big and overwhelming. But when there's a negative association to something like selling, and then you go to sell in your business, you go to reach out to people and sell, and inside you have this resistance, people can feel that. They're like, I'm not quite sure. Or what it can even do is it can kind of take over and we get nervous and then they can sense our nervousness. They can sense we, you know, we might be like fidgety or we might be stumbling over our words and we just can't get into that flow of really communicating what it is and how that we can help them. Because that's really what selling truly is, is just a means of communication, asking questions, finding out what problems someone has or what goal they're trying to accomplish, whatever that is, really taking that time to understand what it is that they're needing and then communicating to them in such a way that you can solve that problem. You can help them with that goal. And when you do it in that manner, oftentimes people will self-select to work with you versus using um, these manipulation tactics that are designed to influence someone's decision-making process. But I think a lot of us are really getting savvy to those, those tactics. I mean, those tactics have been successful up to a point, but yeah, you're right. Maybe the tide is now turning away from being manipulative because people are much more savvy, as you say, and they will side with somebody who feel where they feel like, actually, this person's on my wavelength. They can speak with confidence. They know what they're selling, whether it's a service or a product. Yeah. So why is there such a resistance to selling? Why do people resist it and have that lack of confidence? I think it's just merely because there have been these manipulation tactics that have been used that, you know, you think of things like the always be closing or, you know, you hear like the scarcity, creating scarcity, which we all know in some cases, there is some truth to the scarcity, but we also know, especially in the online world, um, scarcity is subjective, but it's also designed to push people to make a decision rather quickly. 
So I think there's this negative association. In fact, in the Harvard Business Review, they reported that only 18% of people trust salespeople, which means 82% of people don't trust salespeople. So to me, knowing that and knowing we all know in, in general that there is somewhat of a negative association, we've all heard the term, no one wants to be sold to, right? And so if you are in a position where you are selling, and you know that no one likes to be sold to, and you know that most people don't trust salespeople, I mean, who really wants to be considered untrustworthy? We don't. So there will be a natural resistance to pull away from that. I don't want to be associated with something that is seems untrustworthy, but yet the conflict is this. There's this negative association, but then sales and selling is vital to our business, right? So there's a conflict. And this is why I why I created the service very specific that I created was because not only for myself, you know, I've been in sales for over 20 years and spent a lot of time resisting some of the training or most of the training because everything that I had was pre pre online, pre social media. We don't have, we didn't have the information that we have now. It was that very much those manipulative tactics. That was what I was being trained on. And I'm like, Whoa, like this just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good delivering it and it doesn't feel good receiving it. So it's knowing that we, there's this negative association, knowing that there's a resistance. So if you're ever in business and you know, you've got to go out and find new clients and new people and you feel a sense of pushing on the gas and the brake at the same time. Now, what we often do when we feel that, we're like, okay, I need to go out and I need to take more training. I need to learn how to get more sales. I need, you know, and, and you'll see a lot, especially on social media, you know, people promoting certain ways to get a certain number of sales in a very short amount of time. And of course, you see a lot of interest in those tactics, but the problem is if you do not address this resistance, no matter what you do, it won't work. So we have to release, we have to let go of this resistance, this negative association. And again, I, I'm leery to use the word fear, but it is essentially a fear. And then we have to say, okay, where did I pick this up? It could it be just from a past experience. Could it be something that, you know, we just as a collective have kind of agreed that, that no one likes to be sold to, whatever that is. Once we address that, then we can start to implement the habits that will move us towards being able to hit our goal and to be able to have that confidence when selling. So going back to it being an inside job, when you are in a sales encounter with someone who you can help, the energy is going to be very different. They're not going to sense or feel your resistance. They're not going to feel um, the disconnect. They'll feel that confidence and, and why confidence is so important in this process. And I thought this was really, really interesting. Um, in psychology today, it reported that confidence is a sign of knowledge. So when you think about selling, a big part of selling and selling to someone is having a relationship with them, but also having an element of trust. Okay. So when confidence signals to someone knowledge, like this person is knowledgeable, what it's simultaneously signaling is competence. 
Well, competence is a sign of trust. Now you think about it when you've ever invested in, let's say, you know, a business coach or in anything really, when you connect the dots as to what, what was it that helped you make that decision, there was a certain bit of knowledge or information that they knew. They confidently communicated that in such a way that signaled the competence, which then signals the trust. So if we can feel confident when selling, when we don't have this undertone of this resistance that's kind of always there until we address it, that's when we can really begin to establish and build trust with those who we want to do business with. And we're doing it in a very genuine, I'll throw out the word authentic. We hear that a lot. You know, you got to be authentic. What does that mean? Right. But it is, it's that being able to effectively communicate while simultaneously having a genuine interest in that other person's outcome. So then that brings the meaning into the equation. Now, if our motive is solely selfish, again, people can feel that. You can feel when you are in a sales encounter, if that person cares about your outcome or they solely care about their outcome. So energy plays so much into all of this. Inside job or the inner work and releasing that fear of selling, I know that's not how you like to describe it, but how do you start with your clients on that? The very, very first thing, and it's so, so simple, is becoming aware of it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And there's very distinct clues. There's very distinct clues. Like one, if the thought of selling simply makes you uncomfortable, if you have to sell to someone and you're thinking about it and you're anxious and nervous and you're like, oh, that's the last thing I want to do. That's a clue you're resisting it, right? If you procrastinate anything and everything around selling, guess what? That's a clue that you have resistance, right? Resistance is to pull back, is to pull away. If you go out and you accumulate a lot of information around selling and how to create more sales, but yet you don't put the forward emotion, the forward momentum, the action behind it, then you are very likely resisting selling. So It's simply becoming aware of it because the problem is this. There's so many people out there that have this resistance. They're unaware of it and they're going out and they're buying a lot of programs and they're investing in a lot of things. I mean, you hear so many conversations online where people are like, I've bought programs and never logged in, right? There's something about going through that process of acquiring information that soothes it's, it's almost in a sense, a, co- a way to cope with this resistance because we're like, oh, now I have this solution. But if you have the solution and there's a lot of really great solutions out there, but you are lacking or resisting essentially the implementation part, there is an underlining resistance to more often than not, what I see is the sales process the actual selling part, or even to putting yourself out there. There's all of these different elements of what it means to build a relationship with people. I think there's this misconception selling is just going and finding someone and selling to them. And we use these really odd terms like lead generation and followers. I don't know very many people who like the label a lead, 
Mm-hmm. I also, it's, it's baffling to me that we use the term follower because first of all, nobody wants to be a follower. And, you know, you think about it, like when Facebook first started to come on and, and, and it's all about the liking the page, like liking your page, they're now like migrating over to using the word follower. LinkedIn's doing the same thing. It was connection. And now they're like going into the follower mode. I'm sorry. I don't know very many people who like the label follower, like let's keep a connection. Let's keep it like, <laughs> Because then we have that free will to self-select. So when someone feels like you're taking that free will away from them by selling to them, they're going to resist being sold to. So it's understanding that and also positioning yourself to release the resistance. And there is a process to go through that. And it's actually a fairly simple process. The key ingredient, of course, is becoming aware and the repetition. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about um, confidence when selling and the confidence week that that I offer, which is all around releasing the resistance of selling, having that unconditional self-confidence, that unconditional love and belief in yourself, having a very clear vision on what it is that you're moving towards with also the intention to make a difference for your clients. You think about the power that we have, how to be empowered by helping people through a particular service or product that we offer. There's a lot of meaning behind that, but somewhere along the way, we got so caught up in lead gen and acquiring followers and all of that, that the meaning got lost, but the meaning is what will draw people to you. So I'm going to talk about a few things there because you talked about putting yourself out there and I'm absolutely going to come back to that. But I wonder if some of the resistance of selling is that it requires people to talk about pricing and how much I'm worth. And this is what you pay me if you want my service or products or something. Is that what shows up for some of your clients is that I feel uncomfortable talking about my price and my worth? And the reason why that is the case is just like what you said, it's an association of value. But when you think about what selling is and a book that blew my mind, like in the first chapter, I I highly recommend this book to everybody. It's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. Okay. And in the very beginning of that book, the first chapter, it talks about what money really is. Money is simply a symbol agreed upon symbol of value. Okay. So when you think about selling, what we're actually doing is an exchange in value. Okay. So you have a service that you're selling that you're offering and in exchange for that symbol of value, i.e. money, you're then giving this symbol or this particular value, right? So when you look at what you've created, And you take outside because the problem is most of us don't value ourselves. So if we do not value ourselves, how are we going to be able to offer something of value? Which is why I start with the self-love and the unconditional peace. Because when we value ourselves and we see the value of the service or the product that we create, when we put that number on it, and we're in an exchange of value type situation, then there's none of that resistance because that's really when you're having a hard time putting a value on something, there is a resistance there that is taking place in this 
inner conflict, the gas versus the gas and the brake at the same time, inner conflict of you fully believing in the value of what it is that you're offering. But if we can get that out of the way and you see the value that you're contributing via your product or service or whatever that is, when you ask for the symbol of value, i.e. money in return, it's very different when you fully believe in the value that you offer. So it's not about, you know, people think that it's all about more, 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 right? Oftentimes, less is more. The simpler, the better. If someone can see that you're going to help them get from point A to point B, and oftentimes in a short amount of time, sometimes people are willing to put in the extra time if the value of what they're going to accomplish is there. What does that mean to them? which is why the question portion of selling is so important, really determining what is this outcome that they want? What is the value? What does that mean to them? So there's this dance between starting with yourself, confidence, self-love, knowing the value that you offer. And then when you go to sell it, you're offering value in exchange for value. And when I grasp that and when I help my clients really grasp that, it's so different when they show up and selling. But I think this information overload era that we're in, which to me, this is the best time to be in business, but it does have some of its downsides. We get so inundated and overwhelmed with information that it waters down us really knowing the value of what it is that we're contributing via our business, via our service, whatever that may be, right? And then also it hinders our ability to ask for the value of what it, what is, what's worth. Now, oftentimes this is, I don't know if you want to call this a strategy. (laughs) What I like to do is tune into yourself when you're putting a number on something. What is the first number that pops into your head? And that's oftentimes the number that it needs to be. Now, because people think if they don't value them, they're set themselves in the way that they should, they'll often offer their stuff for free or for half off or all these discounts because they think that's what motivates people. What motivates people is when they can see the value that you are offering, they will pay and oftentimes pay more versus leading with the discount, leading with the piling on a bunch of stuff, right? We all, the last thing we all need is more stuff. (laughs) I love that you say um, that selling or or to reframe selling as a value exchange, because that totally takes some of the sting out of it because of past experiences. Yeah. So then you can get out of your own head, right? Because when you're in your head, and you're like, oh, I don't know if what I'm offering is worth it. And, and how am I going to show, t- tell them? How am I going to pitch them? How am I going to present to them when what we really need to be doing is showing up in that encounter, knowing like we know the value that we bring to the table and then asking the questions that helps us to say, okay, yes, I can help them with this. So then when you are, you are communicating how you can help them, you're catering it and making it specific to them versus it being this general. And then there's this disconnect. It goes back to the, all that language that we use, the legion and, and, and trying to put everybody in the same bucket. 
No, it, it's more of a personalized approach. And when you personalize it and ask the right questions and know the value that you're bringing to the table, it's always a very different conversation. That's, that's truly how you take the cell out of cells. The other thing I want to ask you around is, or is the resistance to selling anything to do with the fear of rejection? So at some point when you are, even if it's, we call it a value exchange, Mm-hmm. something might not be right for that individual who is who's wanting to purchase or have that value and there's always a fear of rejection and and I heard this before on my podcast about confidence being smashed because of the fear of rejection is this showing up for some of your clients is that actually I, I don't want to put myself out there and sell because I might get rejected 100% in fact I talk about this in one of my videos that is on my website um, for confidence when selling is what is what exactly is the negative association, right? So it could be and very common and why I address this very specific in the video is you have to think about going to how we are wired as humans, right? Our brain is wired, our subconscious, you know, we're hearing a lot of subconscious, right? These are just like automatic ways of doing things, which essentially is designed to keep us alive, designed for survival, Right. So then we say, well, selling isn't necessarily a threat to our survival, but wait, if the negative association to selling is a fear of rejection, and oftentimes that's very common because you think about being rejected, um, what it means to not be welcomed or approved or a part of something, a part of a community. Like at one time, long, long time ago, if, if our tribe or whoever kicked us out, our survival chances were very minimal, right? So the fear of rejection actually triggers the same part of our brain that physical pain does, right? So even though selling and rejection isn't necessarily a threat to survival, physical pain is, right? So if we're activating the same portion of our, of our brain, by having a fear, a negative association of being rejected in a sales encounter. And yes, part of selling, and you can even go into like some of the training, right? So some of the training that's out there is it's a numbers game, right? You have to go through a lot of no's to get to a lot of yeses. Well, what does that say? You're going to be rejected a whole lot before someone accepts you. So, and then knowing we are wired to survive And if rejection triggers the same portion of our brain as physical pain, then of course we're going to avoid it. And and again, this is the whole awareness piece. Once we understand what's happening, right? And then two, you think about once you get into the habit of putting yourself out there, yes, is some people going to say no to you? It will. But when you reframe it, when you look at it differently, No longer is that rejection that then sets you back. That's a, oh, this just wasn't for them. Okay, no problem. (laughs) But I guess that takes quite a big step to go from, I have a genuine fear of rejection and that might happen to being, oh, well, okay, that wasn't for them. This, my product or service or whatever it is, is just not for them. That's that's a lot of work, is it? I don't know. What, what do you see? Is- no, because it really is, to me, it's an understanding. It's knowing how we're wired. It's knowing that we will lean into what is familiar and we will reject what is unfamiliar. And so how do you, how do you effectively adopt a new habit? 
is the more you lean into it at first, it's uncomfortable at first. You're like, I really don't want to do this. But the more you do it, the repetition of it, the more comfortable it becomes is this awareness piece is this understanding of all of these things that are happening, which is why, which explains, okay, this explains why I feel so uncomfortable when I'm selling. And now I'm aware of this. I'm conscious of this. And now I can go through a repetition of specific habits that makes it not so uncomfortable where prior, when you don't have this information, when you don't have this knowledge and you're going out there and you're taking on all these new programs, or you're trying to put something out there and you keep hitting this wall and you think the solution is, oh, I just need more information. When in reality, that just overwhelms your system even more. It's preventing you from the repetition of being in a specific habit that's moving you towards your goal. So that's the thing that where I really like to hyper-focus on that. And it's something that I did for myself. And what's even more exciting to me, this was exciting because I've been doing this for, for many, many years, becoming aware of why am I pulling back? What does that mean? Really understanding and dissecting the mindset piece because there's a lot of conversation around mindset. Well, what does that really mean? How can you really take on a different perspective that uh, that supports you in moving forward versus hitting a wall, pulling back, hitting a wall, pulling back? And in some cases, giving up, quitting. Uh, This is just not cut out for me. I see that all of the time. So when we can really understand how we can progress, and this is for really any change in your life. I just like to hyper-focus on selling because that's the fear that I overcame. That's the resistance that I overcame. And I have so many conversations with people who who have that that same feeling. And so that's where I want to focus. So this is something I've been doing for a really long time and, and, and going through the motions of understanding and then shifting a perspective and then implementing new habits that support my desired outcome. And not too long ago, I was listening to a podcast. Um, it's called the Huberman Lab. He's a, a neuroscientist from Stanford. And he was talking about how you extinguish fear. And it was so funny because I was actually laying in bed one night listening to it as I fell asleep. And when he started talking about the process, I literally set up and I was like, that's what I've been doing. And that's what I help my clients do. And it was just such this validation that this is actually how you rewire to shift from having a fear of something, having, having a resistance, having a negative association. Sometimes fear feels like it's bigger than you, but when you like break it down and you're like, oh, it's a negative association, it's a little bit easier to tackle, right? And then there's this process that you can actually change your association from a negative to a positive. And so when I heard him talk about it and what the process is from a neuroscience perspective, I was like, oh, I love it. Hallelujah. Validation from a a neuroscientist. I'll put the link to that podcast in the the show notes. Yeah. Go and check that out. I'll uh, I'll, I'll email it to you because I know he has it on YouTube and he also has it like on just general podcasts, but it's very specific to fear. And he talks about trauma in a way because sometimes, well, not sometimes, a lot of times a negative association can be a result of trauma. But uh, yeah. It was just like, wow, that's that's essentially what I've been doing for myself and helping my clients specific to the concept or context of selling. 
So I want to talk about something that you said earlier. It's so selling, we've got we talked about the value exchange, and I'm gonna take that because I love it. But you also yes. said something about putting yourself out there is an mm-hmm. is a part of the process of selling. And and I'm sure there's lots and lots of negative associations with putting yourself out there. But that's also an area that you support your clients and help your clients with. So that putting yourself out there, which is so vital to First of all, people know you exist, but also to be somebody they trust, somebody yep. they like, and then they're more likely to enter into a value exchange. How do you help your clients with that, putting themselves out? Absolutely. So the the common term that's used is lead generation. I love how you put just putting yourself out there because that's essentially what you're doing, right? Um, how I was able to shift that for me was I'm just finding people who I can help. So rather than using the word lead generation, I'm going to find people who I can help. Now, the very cool thing about the era that we live in is putting yourself out there is very easy to do. And there is really no limit on who it is that we can reach and how we can serve. But there's a very specific way that you want to approach people. And we've all met a complete stranger online. And five minutes later, they're pitching to us something that they sell, right? (laughs) And the reason why most of those sales pitches are not well received is because they're general. They're not necessarily applicable or they apply. They're just assuming that everybody has this problem and it's that whole spray and pray. So I say this, like, okay, we've, we've dealt with the confidence piece when selling. You're showing up and you're, you're, you're really in that knowing of knowing the value that you're bringing to the table. And we've, we've extinguished this negative association to what it means to sell. Essentially, we've reframed it, right? The next step is now we've got to go find people that we can, that we can offer our services to, the people that we can help. So I have a process. It's called magnetic online networking. Now, when I looked at the common theme in my business, it was relationships, right? So especially with all of the online tools, everyone's caught up in their marketing plan, or I need to market myself. I need to, I need to lead generate. I need to acquire followers, right? So we have to really get back to the foundation of sales and business in general has always been relationships that, that, that will always stay the same, that there's, it's, there's more truth to it than ever. The only difference is now the tools that we use, and we have a way to connect with people and really move those relationships along in a much quicker pace, as long as we have a certain system in place that allows us to do so. So magnetic online networking is a three-prong approach, right? I I broke it down into three-prong approach and how to effectively build relationships with those who you want to connect with, who is your ideal client. So the first, obviously, is impression. How do you make that memorable first impression? And online, we literally only have one shot. I promise you, if you don't nail this, they're not coming back to your profile in a couple of weeks to say, ah, I wonder if they updated their profile, right? No, it doesn't happen, right? (laughs) So it's, it's being really clear on who it is and how you help someone and who it is that you help. So when they come to your online, your virtual space, wherever you're spending time, there's that connection where they say, oh, that's me. And they feel that that con- initial connection with you, right? The second part is what I call interaction. And this is the most important step, but often the most skip step. And this is that relationship building process. Thinking again, we're wired to accept what is familiar and reject what is unfamiliar. If you're meeting someone new 
and then you're following it up with a sales pitch, the reason why they're instantly going to reject you is because you're unfamiliar to them. They don't know you. You haven't taken the time to get to know them. And they, by all means, haven't had the opportunity to get to know you. So that's really what the interaction phase is designed to do. And then the influence phase, which is the third phase, is your content. And I'm intentional when I use the word posting, your content posting plan, not your content marketing plan. Your content posting plan is your way to demonstrate the value that you provide. We have these amazing tools that allow us to be an active demonstration on a regular basis on how we can help people and the value that we can provide to them and giving them an opportunity to self-select to work with you. So it's that combination of the three that makes up magnetic online networking. So you can go out and proactively find the people that you can help. Now, what's really fun is I also have a formula that we can break your goal down to the day. You know exactly how many people you need to find to bring into your world to begin that relationship building process. And that's how you essentially create predictable results in your business. So it's the combination of the confidence when selling, breaking your goal down, having that clear vision that we're moving towards, along with the system that's in place that supports you to go out and find those people and to be able to help those people and build relationships with those people in such a way that we're not taking away their free will to choose. You mentioned a word that would probably put um, fear or negative associations into many people, and that's the word networking. Mm-hmm. So there will be some trauma probably with a small T around networking and the the awful walking into a big room and not knowing our body sort of sense, the whole body sense of oh overwhelm or fear or whatever it is. Yeah. How do you break down that sort of trauma with a small T around networking so that it feels natural, safe, et cetera? It really is that confidence piece. It's going through that process of, and that's exactly what confidence when selling, which is part of that is confidence week. That that's really what that's designed to do is so that when you walk into a room, you're not in your head. You want to be able to walk into a room and walk up to somebody and be in curiosity mode. People become interesting by being interested. So by taking the focus off of you, and it's all unconscious, it's all subconscious, and putting it on them, that's when you essentially begin to become interesting to them. So when you have this confidence piece really nailed and you you know the value that you provide and you know that you're going out and you're finding people who you can help and you're not all up in the energy of like, oh, networking, it's so painful. It's, oh, I can't, this is, oh, you know, I've got to do my pitch. I've got to do my elevator pitch. Oh, what if I mess it up? So we go in with all of this like chatter happening in our head and then we're trying to have a conversation with someone. But have you ever been in a conversation with someone who you can tell they're not being present with you? Mm. They're either looking off to the side, they're fidgeting, they're they're picking up their phone, and you just know like this person is disconnected. They're either not interested in what you're saying, which is okay, but they're also maybe distracted. Or you can tell when someone's you're talking with someone and they're trying to figure out what to say in response to what you're doing. And that essentially is what is happening. But when we have this confidence piece really dialed in and we're in the energy of I'm going to find people who I can help, 
Well, part of that is being curious about what people have got going on and then be being more intentional about being interested. That is essentially how you become interesting, which is essentially how you become magnetic. That's when people start to like want to learn more about you or people will just randomly start to show up. And, and I had this very real experience. I did this when I had my real estate business, right? So I went to a prospecting school where I had to get on the phone for two days and randomly cold call people. Yeah, it was literally torture. And the coach knew that I was struggling because he would hover around my station. And as soon as he saw me on the phone, he would come in and plug his headset into my phone to hear the conversation. Well, I could feel him behind me. I would completely freeze up, shut down, all of that sort of stuff. But I was in my head. I'm like, oh, I got to do the script and I got to follow this process and all of these, you know, kind of robotic sales tactics or sales processes, what, what it means to sell, right? So he eventually pulled me aside and he was like, okay, you know what, this, is, this isn't going well. And I'm like, I will agree with you on that, right? But then he said something to me. At first, he tried to do the whole lecture and, yeah, you know, the whole kind of yell at you and tell you do what, but that was not going to work with me. And I think he figured that out really quickly, but he said, you know, you're just here to help people. And you just happen at the time to help people with real estate. There was something about that. That was such a light bulb moment for me that I went back to the station. I literally called everybody back who had hung up on me and I didn't follow the script. I said, don't hang up. me again. (laughs) I'm just calling to see if I could help. And what was so crazy is the response was, oh, okay. And then they started opening up and talking to me because I was interested in helping them. And then I started to see the script as more of a guidance, like questions that I could ask them to really help become more interested in what they had going on. I ended up making most more appointments than anyone at that whole training. Uh, clients, some were clients to the day that I sold that business. And then I went back to my office and I remember I had a coach at the time who was, it was very like, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. It's a number. And I was just like, oh, this, all this stuff makes me nauseous and sick to my stomach. I threw all of that out the window and I just started calling people to see if I could help them. And what was so interesting is I, and I stopped running my ads and everything because I was doing at this point an experiment. I had random people showing up literally every single day in my office and they would say, we just know you can help us. And I'm like, great. Other agents, clients were coming in and they had very simple questions and they couldn't get their agent to call them back. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I'm not a believer in stepping on anyone's toes. I believe way too much in what you put out is what you get back. So I'm going to answer your questions and I'm going to send you back to your, your person. But what would end up happening is I would, I would help them. I would answer their simple questions. And then when their mom or their sister or someone needed to buy or sell a home, they had them call me instead of the other person. Right. And it was this just crazy thing that happened where these people were coming out of nowhere And they were all using my word. I know you can help me. And that just to me, ever since then, like anything I do in my business, I'm looking for people who I can help. 
And when you're putting that vibe, that energy out there, people can feel it and they will know, especially when it's a genuine intention that's bringing the meaning back into it. It really, truly is a magnetic process, Um, but we got to get out of our own head to really be in that energy so we can be magnetic because when we're in our, in our own head and we're second guessing our price and we're second guessing the value that we provide and we're second guessing how we sound and what we look like. And, oh, you know, a big part of the magnetic online networking is being on video. I, people are like, oh, I hate being on video. Well, like people want to see your face. They want to feel like they're connecting with you. And the best way to do that is with video. So how can we get you over that resistance to being on video? And usually it circles around to the confidence piece. So that's why I always start with that. Well, let's talk about Confidence Week because I know that's coming up soon. Uh Um, Tell me what you're going to cover in that full week. So Confidence Week is part of what I have is called the Confidence When Selling Bundle. So the Confidence When Selling Bundle, it includes Confidence Week, which is seven days to selling with confidence. And I'm getting ready to do a live version of that coming up on February 28th. The thing is, though, it's an ongoing thing. Someone could come in anytime and start Confidence Week whenever they're ready to do Confidence Week. This is just a very special week where I'll be coming in and doing live Q&A. So not necessarily delivering Confidence Week live, like they'll have access to the videos and the exercises Mm -hmm. and the process, but we'll be checking in live and, and, and it'll help me to really determine what additional support people need as they go through that process. So Confidence Week is, if you come into the bundle, you can really start Confidence Week at any time. Um, And then it also includes a copy of my book, Taking the Cell Out of Cells. And and that book really hyper-focuses on the meaning aspect of it. I truly believe that our individual purposes are to help others, to, to be of service, essentially. Our means, our outlet, they're all different. It could be like your podcast. This is a means to help others, right? It could be the service that you provide. So it's really looking at yourselves and your business as a means to make a difference in the world. How can we individually contribute to moving humanity forward? And oftentimes that is within our individual businesses. That's within our services. So it's the combination of the confidence week and taking the cell out of cells. And during Confidence Week, the very first day we jump right in, we address resistance. How do we extinguish resistance? How do we shift from resisting selling to having confidence when selling? And that's what we accomplish over that seven-day period is we address the resistance. How do we shift from resisting selling to being in confidence with selling? What are the ways that we can really determine the value that we bring to the table? I have an exercise that when someone goes through it, they're like, oh, wow, I really do offer a lot. Yeah, you do. You, you have a lot to bring to the table, my friend. Like, let's be in that energy. And then it's that taking that and, and, and putting the specific habits Knowing that we're rewiring, knowing that in the beginning it's unfamiliar, but the more we do it, the more it becomes familiar. And then it just becomes that default mode. So essentially we're resetting default from resistance to confidence. And that's what we do over confidence week. And it is an, it's something that you, when you come into it, you have access to, you can go through confidence week as many times as you need to. And I actually encourage it because 
there are things that are happening and changing and we have new awarenesses that come in as we begin to change our process and, and how we see it. And so you just get new insight every time you go through it. And again, it's that repetition that then creates that new default. So it is a, a virtual means to shifting from resisting to resisting selling to selling with confidence. And I'll put all the details in the show notes up so oh, yeah, people yeah. can find you. Um, they can also find John's Instagram, for example, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Facebook and LinkedIn are my two main ones. A little bit on Instagram. So Facebook and LinkedIn are my two big ones. And if someone wants to connect and ask questions or my website is a good place to start too. So Natalie, as we draw this interview or this conversation to a close, what's your one piece of advice for, for women who are lacking confidence in selling? What's your parting piece of advice? It really is coming back to what we started with that self-love piece. You know, um, we all have a, unique expression you know where we are who we are for a reason and what has been placed on your heart whether it's through an idea a business idea a service something that you feel drawn to you know like you don't necessarily have to start something on your own you can go out and find a product or a service that you really feel drawn to and and offer it to the world but knowing that that is something that's wanting to express through you and we have a way of getting in the way of it by, and again, it's that whole humanness side of it. So having compassion for yourself, um, really taking inventory on what it is that's wanting to express through you, and then being in that forward momentum, even when it's uncomfortable, because in the beginning, it will be, I think there's this misconception that when something is meant to be, it will just happen with ease, and the clouds will part, and there'll be this really lovely background music playing. Uh-uh. It is that willingness to show up, even when it feels uncomfortable, knowing that the more you lean forward, the more you're in forward momentum, knowing that something big is expressing through you and not allowing the the insecurities or all of those sort of things to get in the way. But it's also a part of being human. So not beating yourself up when you have those moments where you need to retreat, Um, but retreating and then showing back up sooner than later. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Natalie. And thanks very much for coming on the show and being so generous with your knowledge, your advice, your hints and tips. So it's just been amazing. And thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And and thank you for being the voice for uh, confidence and and having a podcast that is bringing people together with the the, uh, theme of confidence. Thank you so much for listening to Women in Confidence. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then please like it, share it, comment on it, and if you want to, sponsor it. If you'd like to take part in my podcast or know somebody who would make a perfect guest, then please email me on contact at vanessa-murphy.com. That's contact at vanessa-murphy.com. Until next time.